I'm sure we are all concerned by the escalating conflict currently taking place between Israel and Palestine, as well as the loss of lives, including children. War is a tragedy and causes so much pain and trauma. May we continue to pray for peace to prevail. Kevin Connor had a particular interest in Israel and God's plans and purposes for this people group, both historically and in our time. This is a sensitive topic, and he always sought to handle it with both grace and truth. A copy of the handout notes for this teaching series can be downloaded for free as a PDF or Word document at www.kevinconnor.org forward slash Israel. Also, the material from this teaching is covered extensively in three particular books by Kevin Connor, What About Israel, Restoration Theology, and New Covenant Realities. Visit his website for further details. Although given well over a decade ago, we hope that this timely teaching will assist you in navigating these current times with both faith and wisdom. Okay, let's turn to uh, uh, Jeremiah chapter 25 now. Okay, I, I want to uh, read uh, uh, two or three scriptures here. So what I want to talk about uh, is what I've called the cup, the sword, and the censer. So uh, sort of try and end up on a bit of a positive note throughout. So what about the cup and the nation? So all right, I want you to go to uh, introductory here on your notes. Scripture reading, Jeremiah 25, the 25th chapter with Revelation 8. Uh, now, as we go through this chapter, Revelation, uh, Jeremiah chapter 25, first of all, there's three symbols here I want you to pick up. First of all, and then we'll interpret this as we go through. Number one, the cup. All right, let's read the verses, and I'm reading from Old King James or New King James. So if you've got a different translation, Lord have mercy on you. All right, note verse 15 of Jeremiah chapter uh, 25. For thus saith the Lord... Oh, I better read from New King James. For thus says the Lord God of Israel to me, take this wine cup of fury from my hand and cause all the nations to whom I send you to drink it. So I want you to think of the cup there, the cup. Go to verse 17. Then I took the cup from the Lord's hand and made all the nations to drink to whom the Lord has sent me. Then go to verse 28 where it's mentioned again. And it shall be if they refuse to take the cup from your hand to drink, then you shall say to them, thus says the Lord of hosts, you shall certainly drink. Okay, so three times we have this cup. All right, I want to explain that in a little while. So the cup to the nations. Then let's go to the next symbol that's used here. Uh, number 2, Jeremiah chapter 25, verse 16. And they will drink and stagger and go mad. How, how many think there is a madness on the nations today? And uh, really, I mean, when you see the news and see what people are doing to each other, say, there's a madness. I often say to me, there's a madness on the nations today. But reading this chapter, and remember that prophecy can be fulfilled in every generation. There's always an ultimate generation, but prophecy can be fulfilled. So it was fulfilled in a measure in Jeremiah's time, but it's happening today. So in verse 16, they will drink and stagger and go mad. 
because of the sword. Everybody say the sword that I will send among them. So we have the sword. Then go down to verse 27. Therefore you shall say to them, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Drink, be drunk, and vomit. Pretty hot language, isn't it? Fall and rise no more because of the sword which I will send among you. All right, the sword, and then go down to verse 29. For behold, I begin to... I uh, begin to bring calamity on the city which is called by my name, which is Jerusalem. And should you be utterly unpunished, you shall not be unpunished, for I will call for a sword on all the inhabitants of the earth, says the Lord of hosts. And then go down to verse 31, and it's mentioned again. A noise will come to the ends of the earth, for the Lord has a... Uh, how do you say that word? Controversy. I forget now whether I talk American Australian. Controversy. Controversy. All right. Controversy. I think they pulled me up on it. The, the Lord has a controversy with the nations. He will plead uh, his case with all flesh. He will give those who are wicked to the sword, says the Lord. And then, uh, oh, that's verse 31. And then let's turn over to Revelation chapter uh, 8. How many are feeling challenged by what we're seeing happening? Thank you for that underwhelming response, as my son says. All right, Revelation chapter 8, and I want to read verses 1 through to 5, and uh, we'll bring our puzzle together. And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour, and I saw the seven angels which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets, So note the number seven here, seven seal, seven angels, seven trumpets. And another angel came and stood at the altar having a golden censer. And there was given unto him much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense which uh, came uh, with the prayers of of the saints ascended up before uh, before God out of the angel's hand. And notice verse 5, we'll come to it in due time. The angel took the censer, filled it with fire of the altar and cast it into the earth. And there were voices, thunderings, uh, lightnings and an earthquake. And the seven angels which had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. Wow, tremendous language. So the censer in verse 3 and verse 5. All right, now you've got the You've got the uh, proposition on there, but uh, let me read it from my own notes here. Go down to the proposition here, and we want to pick up the, the symbol of the cup. And you, you can read along with uh, yours there. I have my original notes here. Position one, the cup. The Bible clearly reveals that every nation ethnic grouping, as well as individuals, all have the choice of filling up one vessel or the other. The first vessel is a cup, the cup of iniquity. And the generation that brings that cup to its fullness has that cup turned upside down upon them in judgment. It is our choice 
generation after generation keeps filling that cup and that generation that brings us to its fullness comes under or brings judgment on self. Sin must be judged. If we do not judge sin, then sin will judge us. Divine judgment necessitates sin being judged. So I want you to think of that statement. So just listen to me carefully again as I sort of say it again. This is what I believe the Bible teaches, and I'll give you some scriptures in a moment. I've given them to you. That uh, to every nation, ethnic grouping, or every individual, God gives a cup. And it can be a cup of iniquity, and generation after generation keeps filling that cup of iniquity. When it comes to its fullness, I'll give you some scriptures in a moment, then God turns that cup upside down in judgment on that generation. Now, do you think that our Western world, let's pick on the Western world, is filling up the cup of iniquity? You think what's happening? I mean, I, I know we don't like to talk about these things. We like everything to be nice. But we've, as Christians, we've got to face it. We think of same-sex marriage. We think of abortion. In Australia alone, uh, over 100,000 babies are aborted every year. In America, it's gone into millions now. Around the world, if you just get statistics around the world, talk about the earth. We talked about this last time somewhere. Uh, think of the innocent blood that defiles the earth. And that innocent blood is screaming out to high heaven. And, the, and one of the worst things my wife and I saw the other day, I, 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 I felt so sick that in one nation, I won't say the nation, but a number of nations that's ha- happening, they're growing babies to harvest the parts. I don't know how many saw that. I, 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 just, I almost burst into tears. I thought, oh God. So they crushed the baby's head. Drain out the brain and then harvest the parts. I'm sorry to say it, but it's happening. What do you think God in heaven? And we say, oh, God's perfect love. He would never punish anybody. Hey, just a minute. We need to read the Bible. We need to balance out our messages on what we're talking about. How many can say amen? I mean, do I need to defile you any more? Same-sex marriage, perversions, everything that's going on. Greatest gift God gave us was marriage and the privilege of reproducing ourselves and children. When a doctor goes into one room, brings a baby to birth, and goes into another room, slaughters the next one. Hey, how do you think God feels about it? So I want you to think of the picture. Iniquity, the cup is filling. And God is very patient. God is love, long-suffering, patience. But eventually that cup comes to its fullness by a generation. And then it's turned upside down in judgment. All right, I want you to look at a couple of scriptures with me. And I do want you to uh, read the scriptures on here. Um, Let's let's go to... uh, Uh, well, let's take the, the, the positive side first. Okay, the cup of Nicodemus. There are many references to cups in Scripture. Personally, 
because I'm a fanatic. I've done every one, one of them. These references basically fall into two groupings, groupings, blessing or judgment. Cup of blessing for the saints. And so when we come to the table of the Lord, this is the cup of the Lord, cup of blessing, cup of salvation, the new covenant in my blood. So I've given you scriptures there which uh, we, we all should know as believers. This cup, take this cup, which is the New Testament in my blood. 1 Corinthians 11 and, and chapter 10 also, Paul says the cup of blessing. Not the Catholic priest blesses, the cup of blessing which we bless. And Psalm 116 is a beautiful verse. It says, What shall I render unto the Lord for all of his benefits towards me? And you know what he says? I will take the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So when I receive the cup, when we have communion, say, Cup of blessing, Lord. And the next sentence, Jesus drank of the cup of Calvary's sufferings that he might provide us the cup of blessing. And we can say amen to that. Jesus knew about that cup. He said, the cup that my father has given me. And in Gethsemane, I mean, it makes me cry, when Jesus said, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass for me. What was in that cup? The cup of our iniquity? The cup of our sin? Our transgressions? When he was going to be forsaken by the Father? Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass for me. But if it's not possible, your will be done. So, I mean, you know, when you drink a cup and when you take the table of the Lord, say, Lord, you drank this cup on Calvary that you might give me a cup of blessing. Have me praise God for that. So it should, it should make the communion table more meaningful to you when you take the cup. Let's drink the cup. And I, I don't like sometimes when I hear people say, well, let's take the cup, get down with. Oh, that aggravates me. Say, hey, he took the cup that we might have cup of blessing. Very serious to me. How many can say amen? Joyful but serious. Okay, I'll put scriptures there. All right, number two, I've got to keep moving. Cup of judgment for sinners. The cup is in the hand of the Lord. Why don't we turn to that scripture there? Um, Yeah, Psalm 75. I'm sorry. Psalm 75 and uh, we'll read verse 8. It's just good when you read through the Bible and see the references cups. All right, so Psalm 75 and verse 8. And it says, um, where are we? Let's read verse 6. Promotion comes neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south, but God is the judge. He puts down one, sets up another. We've talked about that tonight. For in the hand of the Lord there is a cup, and the wine is red. And that's what he says to Jeremiah. Take this wine cup and, and take it to the nations that I send it to you. I'm going to talk about that in a moment. It's full of mixture, and he poureth out the same, and the, but the dregs thereof, and the dregs, you know, they're the, the bitter part of it, the bitterest part of, of it. All the wicked of the earth shall wring them out and drink them. Wow, that's pretty heavy. And so, as I've got in the notes, it's a cup of indignation, of wrath, 
of fury of a holy, righteous, and loving God against the sinful abominations of mankind. And you can read through those scriptures there. So, scriptures. All right, so I don't think I need to read that. I want you to go to a couple of examples here. Genesis chapter 15. And I'm I'm making you read the scriptures because it just may be a new presentation, a thought to some of us. But as Christians, we're not to be ignorant of these things. And that's what the advanced track is all about. Okay, Genesis chapter 15. Now, you only understand these scriptures in the light of what I've been saying. The, the, The scriptures show that God gives every nation and individual a cup symbolically and that all the sins and iniquity of that nation or individual is poured into that cup when the cup is full, brought to its fullness, and God takes that cup and pours it out in judgment and wrath on the guilty or that generation that brings it to its fullness. is the cup of iniquity and judgment. Sin brings its own penalty. The wages of sin is death. All right, listen to Genesis chapter 5, and God is talking to Abraham. Let's pick up in verse 12. Uh, Yeah, Genesis 15, sorry. You've got the examples there. Genesis 15. And it says in verse 12, uh, yeah, verse 12, that's right. Now, when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abraham. And behold, horror and great darkness fell upon him. I call this Abraham's Calvary experience. You think what Jesus went through on the cross. Sun going down. The deep sleep of death fell upon him. And horror and great darkness fell upon him. Abraham's Calvary experience. Then in verse 13, Then he said to Abraham, Know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in the land that is not theirs, and will serve them, and they shall afflict them 400 years. And also that nation, which we know was the Egyptian head, That nation whom they serve I will judge. Afterward they shall come out with great possessions which were going to be used for the tabernacle. Now as for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace. You shall be buried at a good age. But note verse 16. I've underlined it. But in the fourth generation, without me trying to prove here, you just have to get to know your Bible, read it. The fourth generation brings you to Moses. They shall return here. Listen to it. For the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. Old King James, New King James, the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. The cup of iniquity. Go to Matthew chapter 20, 23. Matthew chapter 23. And Jesus uses the same symbol here, Matthew 23, and uh, we'll read verse 32. And listen to what Jesus said here in verse 32, talking to, and, and just by the way, the setting for the parable is, the setting for the chapter, pardon me, is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, Seven, eight woes. If you want me to say them to you, verse 13. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. Verse 14. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. 
Verse 15, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. I've circled the word woe. Verse 16, woe to you, you blind guides. Verse uh, 23, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. He's talking to the religious leaders who are about to crucify him and rob the nation. Verse 25, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. Verse 27, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. Verse 29, woe. Then he says in verse 32, fill you up then the measure of your fathers. Fill what up? The cup. You serpents, you generation of vipers, how can you escape the damnation of hell? Verse 35, that upon you may come all the righteous blood shed upon the earth from the blood of righteous Abel, the first martyr, under Cain, over religion, under the blood of Zacharias, the son of Barachias, whom you slew between the, the uh, temple and the altar. All these things will come on this generation. Wow. First Thessalonians chapter 2, Paul says the same. I'm, I'm just going to quote it for time. He says, the Jews have filled up their transgressions, and he says, to fill up the measure of their sins. Fill what up? It's the cup. And then when you go to Revelation chapter 18, I read it before and I'll just remind you of it. The woman is drunken with the blood of the saints and she holds in her hand the cup of iniquity full of abominations and filthiness. Oh, it's a cup. But generation after generation has been filling up the abominations and the iniquity there. Wow. Nations, nations, Asian and modern, the cup to the nations. Now, let me hold a map up to you if I can. Um, uh, I, I gave you the, a photocopy of it. These are some of the nations, and I got this in, uh, in Word <laughs> for commercial. Nations BC then, and nations now. Well, you think... Because in Jeremiah, he lists pretty well all the nations that are mentioned here. So I've given you the map so you can look at your map when I read them out. And I'll put them down for you. So we think we have Egypt, Saudi Arabia, the mingled people of the desert, Jordan, Iraq, Kuwait, Iran, Babylon, Medo-Persia, Bahrain, Qatar. United States uh, Arab Emirates, uh, Yemen, Yemen. Look at them all. Ethiopia. You think what's happening in these nations. Now, let's just check. So the, the chart I've given you, if you didn't get it, there's still a few here. Go back to Jeremiah and let's look at the nations that are mentioned that he said, you're going to drink the cup. Everybody with me? All right, Jeremiah, let's go to, back to verse 15 again. Uh, let's go back to verse 13. It's all so good. You should read the whole chapter. 
So he says, I will bring upon that land all my words which I have pronounced against it, even all that is written in this book, which Jeremiah has prophesied against all the nations, for many nations and great kings shall serve themselves of them also. This is referring to Babylon captivity. Verse uh, 15, For thus says the Lord God of Israel to me, Take this wine cup of fury. Why is God mad? Because of the iniquities from my hand and cause all the nations to whom I send you to drink it. And they will drink and stagger and go mad because of the sword. Sword, always the symbol of war that I will send among them. Then I took the cup from the Lord's hand and made all the nations to drink. Now, notice where it starts. Unto whom the Lord sent me. Number one, to wit, Jerusalem. Now, we dealt with Jerusalem being a burdensome, a cup of, you know, of trembling last, last week. And the princes thereof to make them a desolation, astonishment, a hissing and a curse as the day. Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Now think what's happened in Egypt recently. And they're still trying to sort things out. One of the nations I pray for on my list each morning. His servants and princes and all the people. And all the mingled people and all the kings of the land of Uz. I'm not sure about those. Some of them, all the kings of the Philistines, Ascalon, Asgur. These were all Philistine cities, remnant of Ashdod. Edom, Moab, the Edomites and Moabites. We think of them, the birth of children of Amman. When I was in the Middle East, I went to Amman, had a cup of coffee there, swallowed it like poison. They said, oh, you want another cup? I said, could I have a bit of water? I tipped 99% out. Anyway, forget that one. All the kings of Tyrus, all the kings of Zion, the kings of the Isles, which are beyond the sea, Dedan, Tima, Buzz, all in the utmost corners. Listen to this one. And all the kings of Arabia, and all the kings of the mingled people that dwell in the desert. I mean, who's that? It's, it's evident. And all the kings of Zimri, and all the kings of Elam, Elam is another name for the Medes and Persians. And all the kings of the Medes, so the Medes and the Persians. And all the kings of the, of the north, far and near, one with another. All the kingdoms of the world which are upon the face of the earth. And the king of Shishak, Shishak is another name for Babylon. Shall drink after them. Therefore thou shalt say unto them, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Drink, you be drunken, spew and fall. Rise no more because of the sword. Go to, go to your notes, notes here, and I think I've spelled it all out for you. I have. I've spoiled you. Notice it starts with Jerusalem and the cities of Judah. Then it goes to Egypt. And then it goes down. In bold type, I'll put them all the kings of the isles of the sea. Then down to kings of Arabia bit more easy identi- identifiable. All the kings of the mingled people of the desert, king of Elam, Elam Persia, king of the Medes, Mer- uh, P- uh, Medes and Persians, all the kings of the north. Who's in the north? You, you think of the Ezekiel chapters and Gog and Magog in the north coming down on Israel. All those things are very clear. And, you know, it might shock you because I'm a... I mean, my wife thinks I'm a, a hoarder, don't you? 
but I have a picture of a stamp that Russia put out years ago of four horsemen riding from Russia down to Israel and the red one, the first uh, horse, pardon me, has a red flag. Then I have put out by Russia years ago, got these all on my files that the silverfish eat and die, (laughs) Gog and Magog, pencils put out by Russia years ago. And on all the pencils, Gog and Magog. There's just too much identification if we looked at what's happening. All the kingdoms of the world on the face of the north and the king of Shishak, Babylon. Begins with Jerusalem, closes with Babylon and all in between. As I said, prophecy may find its fulfillment in many generations as applicable truth. Nations, both ancient and modern, are filling up the cup of iniquity to its fullness in our times. Okay, I don't need to spend much time on this here. V, the sword of judgment. Madness on the nations today, as we saw in verse 32. All right, let me give you a couple of scriptures here. Genesis chapter 3, verse 24, when God uh, drove Adam and Eve out of the garden, what did he do? He put a flaming sword that turned every which way to guard the tree of life. So Adam and Eve, if they had have wanted to go back, we can't get back to the tree of eternal life. It's guarded by a sword. That means if we, we want to get back to the tree, someone's got to die. The death, the sword means death. We're not prepared to die. But when Jesus died on the cross, the shape of a sword, he made the tree of life open for us. How many appreciate his mercy? Revelation 19, when Jesus comes the second time, he's not going to come into Jerusalem riding upon the colt, the foal of a donkey. He's going to come on a war horse, a white horse, and he has a sword. And he slays the wicked. How? He's not going to fight, you know, some people have Jesus having a fisticuff. Hey, when they went to arrest him in Gethsemane, what they say? They said, uh, Jesus said to them, who are you seeking? They said, Jesus Nazareth. He spoke with the word. They said, I am. And they fell backwards. Now, I could say I am all day. Nobody would fall over. <laughs> you could too. But when he says it, it was the sword of his mouth. He just spoke the word. That's it. He's not going to have a fisty cuff with everybody. Just the sword of his mouth. All right. Ezekiel 14. Uh, turn, uh, turn to this one quickly. Ezekiel 14. Ezekiel 14, and uh, this is an interesting verse. Well, it's all, it's all so good. Uh, go to verse, uh, tw- uh, there's too much to read. Read it between now and the millennium. Verse 21, for thus says the Lord God, how much more when I shall send my four sore judgments, four, the number of earth, sore judgments, Upon, the, upon, upon Jerusalem, number one, the sword. Number two, the famine. Number three, the noisome beasts, wild beasts. And number four, the pestilence. Four sword judgments. Revelation chapter six, 
What is the color of the, the second horse that goes forth when the lamb breaks the seals? Sword. And it says that he's going to take peace from the earth. Have we got peace on the earth? No, when they reject the prince of peace, how can you have peace? Listen to Revelation chapter 6. You've got on your note there. And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, Come and see. And there went out another horse that was red. Red, the color of blood, the color of communism. Bloodshed. And power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth and that they should kill one another. And there was given to him a great sword. I mean, it's all terrible language, but it's happening. Where is their peace? I still call Australia home. Matthew 24, and you shall hear of wars, rumours of wars, nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom. That's it. Okay, so the cup of iniquity that's being filled up. Now, our part. I want you to go to Revelation chapter 8 as we finish here. And I want to challenge us with our responsibility. So my proposition is the same as on the negative side. My proposition, the sensor of prayer and intercession, God gives to each generation or individual or church a golden censer symbolically. Each generation keeps filling the censer with its prayers and intercessions. The generation that brings it to its fullness sees the censer turned upside down on that generation in revival, awakenings and an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in blessing. As it is with that generation in the cup of iniquity, so it is with the generation, the censer of intercession. Both run parallel together. I have a chart at home where you see revival is preceded by war or war is preceded by revival. And we can go back a number of wars just to confirm those dates if I had that type of time. But God gives to us. So I want you to look at the picture here as we close. And this is the challenge to us and to all of you who have attended this seminar anyway. He opened the seven seals and number seven, the number of complete, completeness, finality, fullness, number of perfection, complete, completeness. Silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. Only time there is silence in heaven. I saw the seven angels, and these are angels of judgment, standing before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. And to understand this, you'd have to go back to the book of Numbers, chapter 10, find the use of the trumpets. See, a lot of people are looking for the rapture trumpet when they haven't even experienced the feast of trumpets and know nothing about it. Now, I'm not rapturing the rapture, I believe in a rapture, but not a sneaky one. But if it happened tonight, I think I'm ready to go. Just hate to leave all my notes to the Antichrist. <laughs> all right, now listen to this. Another angel, and the word angel there is simply angelos, and not referring to any ordinary angel. I know that the Roman church offers their prayers through angels. No angel 
can take our prayers to heaven. There's one mediator between God and man. That's the man Christ Jesus. And because he has the nature of God and the nature of man, he can be a true mediator. Angels cannot be mediators. Okay, so this is simply a messenger. I'll make bold to say it's the Lord Jesus Christ. And he stood at the altar. I have to make bold to say, those of you who remember the tabernacle, he's standing at the altar of brass, the bronze altar, symbolically. And he has a golden censer. And what happens? Just as they used to give the incense to Aaron, the high priest, so he could offer it upon the golden altar before the throne, before the veil. So, did you know that we are Christian? Maybe a shock statement. But did you know that we as Christians cannot go to God direct? We cannot pray to God direct. Sorry, might be a new thought. That's why we all say, Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Because Jesus said, whatever you ask the Father in my name, everybody got it? So it's not blasphemy, I'm not blaspheming. Okay, we come to the Father. We used to sing it. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son and give him the glory, great things he has done. So I always proceed my prayer. Father, I come to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever I ask the Father in his name. That's it. So, they would bring the incense to Aaron the high priest and he would take it before the Father. So when we pray to God the Father through our Lord Jesus Christ, we're giving him our prayers. And it's very simple here that he, there was given to him much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of the saints. Prayer is the symbol of incense. Incense is the symbol of prayers. They should offer it with the prayers of all the saints. I've got to watch I don't cry here. But some of us are getting older and we don't know how much time. But I think of a lot of the saints that I've known right here in City Christian Fellowship, City, City Life. They had prayers and some of them were never answered. My challenge to you is keep filling up the censer. Keep sending up the prayers. I think of our founder. I think of so many saints of John on to be with the Lord and some of their prayers weren't answered. I just keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. That's my exhortation to you. Keep praying daily because your prayers are not in vain. Keep filling up the censer. So every morning when I get up, have my time of prayer. I say, Lord, I'm sending up the incense to you along with the prayers of saints that have gone on before. They never saw their prayers answered. While the world is filling up the cup of iniquity, the church should be filling up the cup of prayer and intercession. How many can say amen? That's what I want to get through to you as I finish here. So what happened now? Notice what happened. It's so inspired that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints. All the saints have gone before, that they've never seen their prayers answered. Involved the golden altar before the throne, and the smoke of the incense, which came with the prayers of the saints, ascended up to God. Now, please notice this, as I think I... Oh, it's there. Yeah, I forget now. 
as long as the censer is turned upside down, the prayers are ascending to God. But there's going to be a generation before Jesus comes that's going to bring the censer to its fullness. And what happens? Notice in verse 5. And the angel took the censer, filled it with fire of the altar, and cast it to the earth. He turned it upside down. And when he turned it upside down, there was a reaction in earth. And these reactions, the words that are used there, are always signs of God coming into activity in the earth. Listen to it. He cast it into the earth and there were voices. God's got something to say around the world. Thunderings. Sounds like Mount Sinai. God speaking. And lightnings. Zip, zip, zip. God acting. And an earthquake shaking everything that can be shaken. So my word to you is, saints, keep filling up the censer. Keep praying. Every church is given a censer. Every individual. And we keep praying and keep praying. Even though we think, oh, what's the good of praying? I've been praying for years. No, God's got it all. He's got it all. That's my comfort. That's it. I'm done. I'm done. Let's, let's stand and let's pray. Father, as we, we conclude our series together, we pray, Lord, that the seed will have fallen upon good ground and that it will bring forth fruit in our lives, in our understanding, Lord, as we share it with others. Help us, give us wisdom, give us understanding, give us some insight, Lord. And we just pray, Lord, that as we conclude on this note, you'll help us as you've given to City Life Church a golden censer. Help us to value prayer and keep sending up the, the incense until that censer is full. They can turn it upside down on our generation. While the world is filling up the cup of iniquity, we're filling up the incense. Help us, Lord. Be with us now as we go into this week. Help us to glorify you and everything we think, say and do. And help us to meditate upon these things. We give you all the praise and the glory for your inexhaustible word. We ask it in Jesus' wonderful name. And everybody said amen. amen. God bless you. You are dismissed. Be sure to visit kevinconnor.org for more information about Kevin, his books and his ministry.